That is the Christmas star. Created by the forest elves in 312 AD. The star protects us and keeps us hidden. And I'm here to steal it. What's happening? I'm gonna make everybody forget that the North Pole and Santa Claus ever existed. Bell's nickel. This is bad. Without the star, the North Pole, the village, Christmas is doomed! You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Super Remix. This is episode 330. I'm Mark with Mike. Midwinter break? I don't know. I'm not even on break. I don't know why I said that. Does anyone get breaks? Is everything just like a constant loop now? Like you're just. Yeah, the the, the, the working from home life. Yeah, the working from home life is just this blur. Is anybody um, taking a vacation, a winter vacation, traveling somewhere tropical, maybe maybe heading to the mountains, doing a ski ski week? I don't know. The to Vermont or something. Yeah. To Vermont to hit the slopes and poach poach some cream or whatever the cool snowboarders say. Is skiing a thing? Can, can you go skiing or are they operate? I mean, it's an outdoor event, but then there's a whole like. I've never, I've never been skiing. I've never been snowboarding. I've never been um, to a mountain. Yes, so, um, you can ski. And um, so most of the resorts around here are open. Uh, but they are uh, they're limiting uh, amount of people they are selling passes to. And then I believe they're also requiring masks when you're in line to get on the chairlift. Mm. And I believe... And from what I hear, you know, people are, they're, you know, it's just like everywhere else you go. So, someone's helping, someone's following, or someone's not. Um, but I also think it's kind of a hard thing when you're flying down a mountain and you're out of breath and you get to the chairlift and you're just ready for another ride up and to remember to put your mask on. That kind of thing. But, right. But yeah, they're they're open and they're running and uh, people are going. Oh, man, I'm. But the lodges are closed. You can't go in the lodges. Uh, and for me, that'd be like the key thing of going skiing is to go to the lodge. Yeah, that, that's you know that's why a lot of people go go to the yeah. lodge and and drink. <laughs> a couple runs and then like, hey, I'm cold. Skiing sucks. I'm gonna go have a beer or two or three or four. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm staying just staying indoors. Uh, I downloaded a video game, so I'm back. I'm back to playing video games. Oh Nothing yeah. Nothing live. I'm not ready to get yelled at by a by a 13 year old. <laughs> you know, just just doing some story mode, just doing campaign, working my way through it. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't even want to venture outside. Yeah, I'm 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 back on the video games too. I'm on that new Call of Duty game, and I'm like, I'm tearing it up, Mark. I'm still I'm still decent. Oh nice. <laughs> get, yep. Uh, oh, see, I haven't played Call of Duty in I'm gonna say seven years. What what do you call like top of the leaderboard? Like, isn't there like a name for like the guy who gets the most kills? Don't, don't they say something uh, cool about that guy? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know the lingo. And I don't. I only play by myself. Like, so I don't talk or listen to anybody. Well, it's nice. You don't even have to listen to him. What if your teammates like uh, trying to tell you something though? I don't care. What if and you're like, they, hey man, let's let, let's uh, you know, let, let's do the whole um, you know, uh, this this battle formation, and you're, you're oh, just, the flying V? Yeah, and you're just like, I'm <laughs> doing my own thing. I, I'm going rogue. 
Uh, that's me. I'm always going rogue. I don't. They do have like an in-game uh, kind of gestures thing now, which is kind of yeah. cool. So you could like set a waypoint. Uh, but I don't really play the game modes where you would need that. I just play where you point and shoot and run. Oh, try nice. not to get shot. So, yeah. I, I did a Black Friday deal. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get the new Mortal Kombat 11. And I was like, well, I'm, I don't want to pay 40 bucks for this. Uh, and they had Mortal Kombat X. I didn't go to Mortal Kombat X, though, because uh, next to it was Injustice 2, which was even cheaper. So I'm playing like a four-year-old Injustice 2. But I could just see myself getting just getting beat down by some eight-year-old kid. <laughs> Because I'm not going to memorize the combos. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're pushing pause to look up the moves. Every, it's the start yeah. of every fight. Yep. It's like, all right, begin. Hit pause. All right, here are the special moves. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna memorize two of these that I can do during the fight. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And yep, and then spam them over and over. Yep. <laughs> I got the punch. I got the kick. I got the quick strike. I understand crouch and jump. I'm going to use those to fight you. And if I win, I win. And if I lose, I, I lose admirably. Honorably. You know? you know, what's funny about not playing a lot of video games for a while is you can get all these games that you've been wanting to play super cheap now. Yes, exactly. I had this whole, they had a Black Friday deal on, on the Xbox, you know, store. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't buy a video. I mean, I bought Madden, last year's Madden. But, you know, as far as like a, any type of shooter, action adventure, a fighting game, I hadn't bought a game in five years. So, yeah, had everything at my fingertips. Yeah, I mean, like I bought that that new Call of Duty because my friends, 15 and, and 13 year old kids are like, yeah, we'll play it. I'm like, OK, I'll play. I'll play with you, homies. Get a new crew, you know, a new Call of Duty crew. I haven't played a single game with them. <laughs> I've played a lot of it, but I haven't played a single game with them. I always see them on there, and they're in a full party, and I'm not able to join. I'm like, ah, they don't want some almost 40 year old man in their crew, yeah. slowing them down, you know. Even though I guarantee I'd be one of the top players, but oh, whatever, yeah. whatever, you know, they don't want me. They don't want me. Yeah, I'm so out of the 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 the, the live the gold you know, online gaming. I don't know. I think I think I got a new gamer tag because I bought the one. I was like, I don't remember any of my passwords, and so I only have one friend. It's Mike. I never see him online. We don't play any of the same games. <laughs> Mainly because he doesn't play Injustice Two, and that's the only game I play. That's the only one I got. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't got that one. I don't got. But we're that back. One. We're back into gaming. Back into gaming. Yeah. This is what happens when it's winter and it's pandemic. Is you stay indoors, you get new hobbies, or you right. rediscover old hobbies. That is right. Uh, speaking of old hobbies uh what have you been watching oh man you know haven't got a lot of movies in um i got a couple we we finished the queen's gambit on netflix that series yeah and that that was just a that was just a really good show i really enjoyed that um finished that finished the new season of british bake-off because that's just a fun little show too it's therapeutic it really is, and, and it's one of those um, – it's a cooking show, but it's so positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so many cooking shows are just negative. People yelling at each other and this or oh, that. Oh, I hate – like, 
I mean, I, I like Gordon Ramsay like as a personality, but I don't like watching his shows because he's always yelling at people. Yeah, it's all, it's it always me. Yeah, it makes me tense. I actually like uh, Master Chef Junior because he's nicer to the children. <laughs> but like nicer. stuff, I hate when it, it comes time for judging because like I don't know they tried. Yeah, yeah. They just exactly. you know, even when like Paul Hollywood has to say something negative, it's not like I don't know. You see some of those chop judges and they're just ready to like tear this down. Yep. Yeah, they they take it too seriously. Yeah, that's the problem. Yes, they take it, it way too yeah. seriously. Pretentious about yeah. food. I was like, it's food. Yeah, eat it or don't. Those are your options. Way too serious. Yeah. But okay, so I got those shows in, and um, sitting over there by my TV, Mark. I'm going to watch it soon. Is I got this sweet blue eight copy of of Top Gun, and I was like, you know what? If I can't see Top Gun Maverick, I'm gonna watch the old school one. So I got this oh. sweet Blu-ray of it. Just haven't popped it in yet. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming. That's coming. Yeah. Um, couple uh, Noir Alley selections. Uh, 1951 movie called Tomorrow Is Another Day, which is like the worst name of a movie ever. Tomorrow is another day. I mean, that's just so cheesy, right? But it's true. But know? it is true. It is a true statement. You can't argue with that. But that that was a that was a really cool movie. It was about a guy who gets out of jail and um and and he was kind of like unfortunately like things were going good for him, but then he just gets caught up in something and and shit hits the fan, you know, typical uh ends up being like a couple you know, lovers on the run kind of tale. Right. But there's this really sweet scene where they um, they need to ditch their car. And so they leave it at a gas station and they climb aboard a motor carrier. So one of those trailers that has a bunch of cars on it. And they break into a car that's on the motor trailer and they just hang out in that car while the semi drives to wherever the mm. semi went. And I was like, I'll never look at one of those motor carriers on the freeway the same again. I'll always assume oh. there's fugitives in there. Yeah, who's who stowed away in there. Yeah, but I was like, that's awesome. That's a cool scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw a 1957 movie called The Burglar, um, starring Dan Duryea, which he was a famous uh, uh, actor. And it was also Jane Mansfield's kind of first uh, Hollywood role or kind of right before she got put on the map as the Jane Mansfield, you know, and, uh, she was a mega star for, uh, mostly cause I think she was the first American to do nude in film. Um, but if you don't know that Jane Mansfield is actually Mariska Hardigay's mother. Oh, yeah. A little, factoid. little yeah. A little Hollywood trivia for you. Uh, she died in a car wreck, I believe. Very young. I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking of uh, Jane Seymour. So I, you know, I was like, wait, oh, so I, 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 yeah. right. So I, I Googled James Manfield. Only 34. Very yeah. young. Yep. Uh, but yeah, she was a, she was a big star um, back in the day. And yeah, so those are the, those, that's what I've seen, you know, a bunch of TV. And a couple, a couple uh, nice little movies there. How about yourself? Oh, I watched, uh, watched a lot of movies. Uh, trying to, I wanted, I wanted to get some information. Uh, 
looking things up. So I uh, HBO Max or HBO Go. I don't know. You can find this on HBO, maybe. Uh, but if you have Max, you'd definitely find it. I watched uh, Jason X. So I'm continuing my Friday the 13th watch through nice. as they become available to me. I'm not going to rent any of these. So they have to be streaming somewhere. And, and and that's good timing because I believe Jason X is when they switch from kind of like spooky Halloween Jason to family friendly kind of Christmas uh, sit and watch with your family Jason, right? Am I correct? You on could that? watch. You could watch this with the family. Um, Jason X, he goes to space. So I, I think it's super more campy. Ooh, yeah, I like campy. Yeah, but it's also like it's a Canadian production, and it this movie comes out in uh, 2001, and it just feels like it was made in 1994, as if it was made for TV for the Sci-Fi Network, but <laughs> Canadian. Like it just it feels there's just something about it. Uh, not my favorite. It's currently ranked as the seventh best Friday the 13th movie based on movies I've seen, and I've only seen. Nine of them so far in 2020. Well, I mean, it must feel good, though, you get to see one that is better than one that you've already seen. Yeah. Yeah, there's some real duds in this franchise. <laughs> but the one where he goes to space isn't the worst one. Uh, watch the new movie. This was on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's called Godmothered. Um Stars Isla Fisher, Jillian Bell, a uh, story about a um, fairy godmother who, uh, played by Jillian Bell, who has to go find this little girl based on a letter she wrote. But turns out she wrote the letter 30 years ago, and it's uh, Isla Fisher as an adult woman with children. Um, it's all right. It's kind of holiday-ish. It takes place around Christmas time. So, you know, you're trying to, trying to reach in like, oh, what are new Christmas movies? They, you know, there's not a lot of them. Uh, yeah. We'll get into it when we do the show. But it was okay. It was fine. Uh there was a big nothing memorable happens there's a big portion of the movie i just i don't remember uh as i mentioned i was i i downloaded I, i've been playing injustice 2 which is a dc comic fighting game i was like you know what i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch justice league Ooh. it's a bad that's a bad movie i felt like i was being way more open-minded going into it and you, you know so we had this snyder cut coming to hbo max apparently it's four hours long um who, Will it fix it? Who I don't see how you can take this two-hour movie and make it four hours long and be like, this is the better version of the movie. You know how I feel about runtime. I don't know how adding two hours to the movie is going to make it. Also, it doesn't feel like there was big portions of the plot I missed. I was like, yeah, I get it. I mean, I don't care about any of the characters. So maybe they spend some more time developing the characters, but you shouldn't. It shouldn't take you a whole another movie to make me care about these movies, these movie characters. I guess that's kind of what the Avengers did, except they all got their own individual movies. I've always said this about DC. It's like they saw what Marvel did. It was like, we're going to rush this in two years. We're, we're going to do what Marvel did over the course of 15 years and do it in two. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely like an arms race of superhero yeah. movies. Yeah. And Marvel just had the jump start. Like, Iron Man was, what, 2004 or something like that? Yeah. Maybe Gosh. even earlier. So, yeah. So, yeah, they, they had a jump start. And then, you know, we got Superman, Man of Steel. And I was like, oh, no, we're doing our own universe. And then Donna Justin, it's just, I just didn't care. Um, I saw a tweet from Zack Snyder or an interview he did saying that, you know, so the, the Snyder's got four hours long. It's grittier. It has an R rating. At one point, Batman says fuck. 
So like that's not that it, I don't care. I watch the boys. You you think seeing Batman say fuck's gonna get me interested? Yeah, you I know mean you, you hear the F F word on cable TV now. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, there's just like I'll probably watch the Snyder Cut over the course of like two weeks uh when it comes out, but I'm not excited about it. I'm doing it for the show. I'm doing it for, you know, uh to understand the conversation that's happening around it. Um I watched an older movie, not quite noir alley worthy, but you know, uh, a classic in its own. I watched Billy Madison. <laughs> Uh, as a 35 year old man, it, like rewatching, I was just like, this, even as a kid, I was like, this is stupid, but it made me laugh. And now I was just like, this is stupid. And it doesn't quite make me laugh that much. Yeah. I, I was, I was thinking about Adam Sandler movies the other day. And I just thought, I don't know if I would, there was a few, I, and I'm thinking, I don't know if I'd ever choose to watch it again. And that was one of them. Yeah. I, th- I want to say, I feel like happy Gilmore would still kind of hold up. Like, not be great, but still be, like, enjoyable. But I don't know. Billy Madison really, really, really turned me off on it. Yeah, I, I do wonder, like, going through of, like, which one of his movies on a rewatch would be like, yeah, this one's okay. This is still all all, all right. Yeah. Um, I did do a rewatch of, of a movie uh, I really did enjoy. It, it, it is funny. It's kind of a horror action comedy. I watched, uh, rewatched uh, Ready or Not. Came out last year, uh, stars Samara Weaving, um, kind of a man is the deadliest game type uh, movie. Um, it's still very enjoyable. That is that where she marries into the board game family or something? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that one. Yeah, it's it's I, I'd seen it before. I was in kind of I was like I just want to put something on that familiar, and uh, some the, there are parts that are really funny. The action is still yeah you know good in the story. I'm like yeah. I'm into this on a rewatch. Uh, and did watch something new, uh, new to me. Uh, very old though. Surprise. So when I did the math, I was like, man, these movies are nearly six years old. I am going to try to do a rewatch or a watch through. Cause there's a lot of them I haven't seen of the James Bond franchise. So I started with Dr. No, uh, which is the first, uh, James Bond film, uh, at least that was listed on Wikipedia, 1962, star Sean Connery. Um, it was all right. I like Dr. No, I think, but it's probably been 20 years since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, oh. He's not as good as parkour as Daryl Craig is. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, it's interesting. You know, the, uh, yeah, I, I dug the story. I like Sean Connery as, as Bond. I, thought, I think he was a very good Bond. Uh, at least for this first episode, I'm gonna give with Russia with from Russia with love. I think it's the the next chronological. Uh, I'm gonna give that a go. Uh, I'm just gonna work my way through because I you know who knows when we're gonna get the new Daniel Craig Bond. So. And isn't it isn't it weird how different those old Bonds are? I mean, just the, how how Bond has really just changed the time. It's pretty cool. They're like all kind of a you know a a timestamp throughout you know movie history as far as. And a lot of it's technology, but even just like action and all that, it's it's interesting. You know, um, it will be interesting going on this journey to see what like the seventies, like just seventies filmmaking versus like nineteen sixty two of like how much that's gonna be different. And, and of course, yeah, Bond, I assume there's Bond in the eighties. Yeah, it it is probably gonna feel very like 
because these Bond movies, it's just these are just happening. There's no time stamp. There's no like you don't watch it. I don't know. I, I haven't really. Yeah, they're not. Don't... They're not serial like. Yeah, uh, like you like know the Brosnans and the Daniel Craigs are kind of like in a serial order and and, and connected in a way, especially the, the right. Daniel Craigs. Yeah. But essentially, they're just happening. Like J- James Bond is just a guy, and no matter what, what, depending on what actor you're watching, it's just. It's not like Sean Connery is the same James Bond as Daniel Craig. You know, it's not like his story started in 1962 and now it's 2020. It's like, oh, this is a grizzled old, you know, it's just like, no, this is just James Bond. Whatever time it is now, that, that's the that's the story that's taking place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I imagine the filmmaking and, and the style is going to uh, evolve. So we'll be interested to kind of watch 90s Bond, which is the Pierce Brosnan, 80s Bond, 70s Bond versus like 1962 type style filmmaking. Um a lot of models. A lot of you can just tell it's like this is a miniature that they're trying to convince me is a giant mountain. <laughs> little, little photography tricks, yeah. Yeah, I, I I can tell. Um, so they watched that, and then I watched um two movies. Um, so not a lot has come out. And so what I wanted to look at was, uh, you know, we're getting towards the end of the year. I was like, what are my favorite movies of 2020? I, I do like to put them in a ranking. I'm using Letterboxd and it's kind of doing the rankings for me. Uh, and I was like, oh, I just watched the two, my two favorite movies of the year. Uh, so I'm excited for that. And according to Letterboxd, they, these both came out in 2019. So uh, I guess 2020 is just a just big old dud on, on <laughs> what's new. Uh, I watched a movie. I think you've seen this one, The Vast of Night. Yeah, yep. Yeah, really dug that movie. Uh, it's just super cool and, like, just um, the way the story is told and, like, how, you know, it's a radio. And so there's just, these like, these moments of, like, the screen's black, but you're listening to someone tell this story and um, just and really kind of, dug that. It's kind of like a it's, – it's like a true sci-fi movie, in my opinion. Like a yeah. real sci-fi movie. I mean, there's there's science and there's fiction. I just, you know, I, it's hard to explain. Like, there's, you know. Yeah, I know, think you mentioned that about Arrival, and I just nodded because I'm not <laughs> sci-fi. Like, I, I, um, I mean, it's not Star Wars. Right. Like some yeah, people like, would I, say, some people would say Star Wars is a sci-fi movie, but it's to me, it's not. Star Wars takes there's science, there's fiction. It takes place in space, which is a lot, a lot of sci-fi movies are, but there's just something, you know, it's more of an action-adventure movie. Right. Uh, there's a certain mystique that needs to be present for me for it to be a true sci-fi movie. Yeah. And Vast of uh, Night had it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, th- this and kind of, like, Arrival, uh, you know, I've never been a big sci-fi, but when I think sci-fi, I think, like, Star Trek. I'm just not, like, into that. This I'm, I'm very much into, where it's, it's very grounded in reality. Like, these are just yeah. people in New Mexico, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's normal people, and then all of a sudden they're 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 thrust into this mystery or, you know, adventure or something. It's just, yep, these are normal people. All of a sudden, their life's completely changed because there's aliens, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a good good way to put it, yep. Yeah. Um, so I did enjoy that, but came out in 2019, apparently, even though I swear this came to Amazon in the summer, so. <laughs> you know how those festivals go. Uh, 
And then I just watched this movie, and this just came to Amazon, but according to Letterbox, says 2019. Uh, I watched The Sound of Metal. Oh, with uh, our, uh, Riz our, Ahmed. Uh, yeah, Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, I put that's yeah. on my watch list. Yeah. Real fantastic. Um, I, I know we, we talk on the show about the bar that is the, the Rami Malik bar for uh, best uh, acting performances. Uh, I think Riz Ahmed is above it. I mean, yeah. I could. He, he has to be. He he just I mean he cares so you know it's a movie but just he's a heavy metal drummer, um and he he just carries the whole movie and he's just so captivating to watch and the story that's told is very great. Um you know I don't get too into the weeds about the Oscars. Uh you know I, I fill out a, a pool every year, but I I'll admit when it comes to the technical awards I just guess. I don't know I don't know what best sound editing is versus best sound design. I'm going to write in Sound of Metal for both those awards. Again, <laughs> I don't know what they are, but I feel like listening to this movie, just listening to it, I'm like, this is a cool sound edited or designed movie. I, I'm excited to check that out. I'm, I'm going to yeah. have some time this weekend. I might, I'm going to try to get that one on there. Yeah. So, yeah, re- and, re- really dug that. And, you know, Riz Ahmed, he has got, I mean, he's got range. He does it all. He's so good. Oh, yeah. He can show up in Star Wars. He, I think I did. I first saw him in, uh, what was that HBO miniseries? Uh, the Night of. Night of. I think is when I first found him, and then yeah, then he shows up in Rogue One. Um, he was sisters in Brothers. He's the bad guy in Venom. He, his sister's brothers. Um, he played Mark Zuckerberg in the Bourne movie. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was in Bourne. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, was in Nightcrawler, uh, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. I like that guy. I like that guy. Yeah, he's in Centurion, which I've never seen, but I, I think you told me to watch that movie five years ago. Yeah, Centurion. That's a great movie. He, well, he's in it. He, he's in that, huh? He is. Oh, Michael Fassbender's in this movie. Dominic West, Imogen Poots. The guy, um, I think the Centurion, I watched that because... I'm going to say he's 10th build. He, because of, um, I think the, one of the, is it one of the main guys in there from, is let me uh, Dominic West. He's from The Wire. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. He plays a big multi. Yeah. Yep. I think that is how I ended up uh, watching that movie for some reason. I think. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Well, it's, it's still on Netflix. Let's see. Um. Oh, and then I think the the actual main. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Oh yeah, Fassbender's the main character, right? Uh, yeah, he's he's number one on the cast okay. list. Nice. Yeah, that's an awesome movie. Gosh, that, it's probably been ten years since I watched that. Came out in 2010, so uh, yeah. Well, Riz Ahmed is in. He plays Tarek. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't have recognized him then. Yeah, giant giant cast too. There's, I mean, there's a there's a million people in this. So yeah, so that's that's what I watched. Um. Yeah, I can't believe it's so close to Christmas, and I I have not 
getting in a lot of Christmas movies, but we did manage to fit uh, at least one more, maybe two, depending on what our viewing habits were. We watched, uh, new to Netflix, The Christmas Chronicles 2, uh, 2020 movie, which is the sequel to 2018's The Christmas Chronicle. Uh, Christmas Chronicle stars Kurt Russell, uh, a couple kids, Darby Camp, Judah Lewis, their mother, Kimberly William Paisley, uh, Oliver Hudson, Lamorne Morris is in this. Uh, tells the story of uh, children who capture Santa Claus in the act, and he then um, gets into some uh, uh, some some hijinks and Christmas is in jeopardy. Uh, I feel like a lot of these uh, kid-centered, Santa Claus-centered movies all kind of revolve around the same thing, which is like, oh no, Christmas may not be happening. Now we have to work together to get Christmas back on. Yeah, it is. That is the Christmas Chronicle. Yeah, most Christmas movies are somehow gotta save Christmas. I feel like every movie that involves Santa Claus uh, being the center of the Christmas movie, you know, there's like uh, Christmas Vacation or, um, uh, you know, Christmas with the Cranks, you know, your favorite. They don't revolve around <laughs> Santa Claus, but the Christmas movies, the ones that have Santa Claus, Santa Claus always ends up in jail at some point. Yeah, he, yeah, Santa's always getting himself or getting in a pickle. Miracle on 34th Street, uh, the Tim Allen Santa Claus, this movie, just Santa Claus being arrested. <laughs> It's a big, big theme of these movies. Uh, did you rewatch the Christmas Chronicles? I did not rewatch it. I didn't feel like it had been long enough. I needed to. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you remember about uh, the Christmas Chronicles? Yeah. Again, this was just 2018, two years well, ago. I, I remember. Uh, I remember the musical scenes. And the elves. Yeah, the elves in this movie that they, they they go with uh, a CGI cat looking cartoon elf style. Yeah, yeah, kind of a more fan, fantastical elf. Yeah, as opposed to uh, you know human looking elf. Uh, yeah. And there is a musical number in this where uh, Santa and uh, members of the the E Street Band uh, sing. Uh, I don't know what, what is that? What, what is that style? Is that just like blues? Yeah, I'd say like uh, yeah, it's like a, a Motown bluesy kind of yeah blues groove kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Did Did you like the Christmas Chronicle? I I did enjoy it. I um for a new Christmas movie, there's I mean it's there's so many Christmas classics out there that I still love that um when I see a new Christmas movie, it's hard to it's hard to really enjoy it, but I, I I remember enjoying Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, I I think Kurt Russell is a great Santa Claus, and and I really did and I really do enjoy the elves uh, that they they do in these movies. Yeah, I so I, I did rewatch it, and um, I I had this thought as I was watching. It. I was just like, yeah, it's cause I think I watched uh, so I watched Noel recently so that's like a new christmas movie and then i watched this and this is two years old uh and then i watched the godmother which was on disney plus i was like yeah christmas movies are fine i think i mentioned this last episode there's like there's like five really good ones and then the rest are just fine and then there's like a bunch of bad ones yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm putting this in the it's fine category. Like, you know, it's it, it's for children. I can see a child watching this. I think every child, uh, when you especially when you believe in Santa, like this this works perfectly into like the adventure and like putting yourself into the character. You know, you, you the main character is like a I don't know seven year old girl. So it's like that's perfect avatar for like the the target audience is like yeah, wouldn't it be fun to like have to help Santa save Christmas? Hell uh, yeah, it would. The Kurt Russell aspect, of it, I, I like Kurt Russell. I, I, I think he's very good. I think he's he's good on screen. He really plays up that he's not fat, which I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I think if you never mentioned it, no one would question it, Kurt Russell. You have this big beard, so it already makes your face look big. You're wearing a bunch of clothes. I think you could have just passed yourself off as Santa Claus and not had to make so many references to the fact that you're not fat. Yeah, and is, is that a Kurt Russell thing, or... Did he, did he, uh, I wonder if he had to put that in there. <laughs> he he's insisted. Like, yeah. They're like, Hey, we want you to play Santa Claus. He's like, yeah, but I'm not fat and I'm not going to wear a suit. I'm not going like, to put on a fat suit. Well, it's fine. Like, it's Santa Claus. He's like, nope, we got to make sure that we tell them that I am not fat. And that is a myth about Santa Claus. I was like, well, yeah, but you're also not like Crispin Glover. Like, you know, you're not the skinniest guy in the world. Yeah. You're right. Like, I mean, just looking, I'm looking at the poster uh christmas chronicles poster and i'm yeah. like he looks like santa claus like he just looks like santa claus I, i'm not gonna be like oh that's way too skinny of a santa claus or yeah or hey kurt russell put on some weight for this one I mean, yeah he's, he's got the big coat and the big beard and it's yeah. Like, yeah you just look like santa claus it's like santa claus yeah especially because i think the people who have portrayed santa maybe billy bob thornton just kind of uh changed everyone's uh perception of what a santa claus could be <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I mean, you got to remember, too, this is like 2018. We're, we're breaking barriers, Mark. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're shattering stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, you know, they probably should have got um, Keith David to play uh, Santa Claus. You really you just go for it then. <laughs> uh, so, uh it's Netflix. Who knows how many people watch this movie? But it must have been a big enough hit that they decided to make a uh, sequel to it. So we fast forward to 2020. Um, this time the children are slightly older. Uh, one of them is now, uh, I don't know, just like a full adult young man. And then the other one is like on the cusp of teenagehood. Um, their mother, who is a, is a widow, uh, is um, dating a new man played by Tyrese. And they are going to spend Christmas in the Bahamas. And the little girl makes a wish to be reunited with Santa Claus, which she is through nefarious means, through an elf that is a human. Uh, And his goal is to uh, get rid of Christmas. I I, I don't understand. I I wasn't quite sure what his motives were. But uh, essentially Christmas is in danger again. And uh, that was Tyrese. Tyrese played the the boyfriend. Yeah, I had no idea that was Tyrese. Oh yeah, yeah. Tyrese is in this movie, so uh, look, we do that. Some... I, I, I recognize him, but I'm like, it didn't look like Tyrese. Oh, so you don't watch the Fast and the Furious movie, so you haven't aged oh. with Tyrese. No, you're right. The last you're ten right. years. That's a good point. Here's like <laughs> uh, that's not the same guy from Four Brothers. Uh, yeah, so sorry, Tyrese. Sorry uh, to interrupt. Carry on. <laughs> oh, no, Tyrese is uh, joining the cast uh, as well as Goldie Hawn who uh, makes a cameo at the end of the first one. She's now fully in this movie as Mrs. Claus. Uh, the young children return. 
Julian Dennison, uh, who was in Deadpool 2, plays um, uh, an evil elf who, who's planned to, to ruin Christmas. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was his plot, right? He, he was he was starting his own Christmas. Um, I I don't know if he was trying to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he was trying to. Yeah, or, or end end Santa Claus. I don't know if he was trying to start his own holiday. But okay. Because he, he was like at one point he's like I'm starting my own village because he was like a great toy maker. I was like, oh, so so you're starting Christmas? Then you hate humans, so I, I, I yeah, his motivations were never very clear to me. <laughs> we'll get into that, but before we do, what worked for you with the Christmas Chronicles two? I said it the first time, and I'll say it again. I like those elves. I like their take on the elves. Oh, so you do like the elves? Yes, I do. I do okay. like the elves. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to um, picture myself being the target audience. And I was like, if I was a young kid watching new Christmas movies, I would totally be into the elves too. I think they were probably my favorite part. Uh, I'm glad they get an introduction much earlier in this one than they do in the second one. It's like, yeah, let's just start with the elves. They're, they're funny. Yeah. yeah. They're funny. They're cool looking. The animation's really good on them. I think the, the, yeah. the models and characters look good. And, and it's uh, yeah, they, they did some good things with those. They, uh, they also drive the, the action. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this this movie is a lot more. There's a lot more. I don't know. Kid act, fantasy action, uh, and you know the elves re- really drive it. Drive it. It's a uh, yeah, a lot, lot of fun. And you know, I'm also a, I I love Kurt Russell. I I really do. And just having him to like get out of his, you know, his his hard ass action killer role and and take on santa claus i think is just fun um and i i buy him as santa claus and i and i enjoy him as santa claus yeah yeah i i do think he plays a plays a really good uh santa claus um if they ever wanted to remake the uh like if, if christmas chronicles never existed and they were like oh we're rebooting the tim allen santa claus like kurt russell perfect yeah be a great role for him um does he star in movies anymore? I'm trying to think what the last thing. Uh, he he does the Tarantino, the last two Tarantino movies. He was in Hateful yeah. Eight. Hateful Eight. And, he uh, was the he was the star. Star, he, yeah. He had a supporting role in um, the last one. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's the narrator, and then just has that brief scene. Um, he is in the Fast and the Furious movies, I, although I don't know how many of them. I just know he shows up in one of them. Is he doing any of those Expendable movies? Is he in the Expendables? Oh, I wonder. Yeah, I feel like he, I mean, he's he in, would be he's in those. Action yeah, he's an action yeah. star. I feel like Kurt Russell should be in, in the Expendables 3 or something. Yeah, I don't actually, you know, I don't know if he is in any of those. Yeah, I was just thinking about the thing the other day. Of course he's in it. Yeah, well, he's Snake Plissken. Yeah, and, I, and that's the thing. I don't know what else. He, other than these, he's not really, like, headlining anything. I mean, he had a pretty big role in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was a supporting was, uh, role, but he was a big one. He, he, um, he was the main villain, the main antagonist. Yeah, and then like there was that. I don't know if it was a Netflix original or just like went to streaming. Like that really, it was a pretty gritty uh, uh, western he was in. Um, 
Oh, uh, Pat- Patrick Wilson was in it. Um, yeah. Man, what was it called? Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, I mean, I thought that movie was excellent. And that was the last thing I remember him really starring in yeah. that I saw. Um. So I'm, I just pulled up Letterboxd. And I do like when you click on actor, it lists their films by popularity. Uh, what do you think Kurt Russell, I'm going to give you one guess. Kurt Russell's, okay, his number one most popular movie. And so maybe this will give you an idea of how people search and like what constitutes popularity. I assume it's by like views, like how many people have seen the movie. Uh, his number one movie is What's About Time in Hollywood. Okay. This is most popular film with Kurt Russell in it. What do you think the second most popular Kurt Russell film is? Captain Ron. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Does he like? Is he Elvis? Is that what he is in that? Um. Let's is, see. He plays Elvis in the movie Elvis. He plays. Yeah, I was like. An Elvis in once or in uh, Three Thousand Miles of Graceland. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think, think like, what he's. Why is Kurt Russell in? Uh. Yeah, I don't remember him in Forrest Gump, but I don't uh, remember Forrest Gump at all. That is the the number two uh, most popular uh, Kurt Russell film. Okay, then if I sort by newest first, uh, so we got Christmas Chronicles, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a movie called Crypto, and then Christmas Chronicles, Guardians of the Galaxy, Fate of the Furious, Hateful Eight, Bone Tomahawk. So I think we've we've really covered. In our just brief conversation of uh, Kurt Russell, his most recent films. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what didn't work for you with uh, Christmas Chronicles two? Um, the 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 Bell Schnickel character, um, on 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 a many different levels. <laughs> um, the the character itself, to me, his motivation was. I don't know, just like kind of boring. Yeah. Um, Why was he the only elf that, that like broke bad? Yeah. I I don't know. I I think he would have been better if he were there was a crew. Yeah, like, and like 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 a West Side Story kind of thing, man. Because he just seemed mischievous. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just came out of nowhere. And it's like this like. Why why is the elf code so similar to Seven Deadly Sins? I don't know, man. Um, yeah. But uh, they just so, swap out lust for like eating too much sugar because you know it's a kids movie. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, and and really, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that actor plays a very good brooding. Uh, he's in an awkward stage in his career. I think. He is, yeah. So Julian Dennison, uh, he was in Deadpool too, and he's also in a movie I, I recently talked about called The Hunt for the Wilder People. Which, which I really like as a movie. I'll say, though, I don't think he's a good child actor. I just think he's funny in the role he was meant to play. And then I think that, like, then he goes into Deadpool, and I think it's just so Ryan Reynolds quippy that, like, he doesn't have to do much acting. He just has to say stuff. Yeah, he just has to be a kid that cusses. Yeah, and now now this movie is... I don't it just didn't seem like a movie for him, but mainly because I was like, oh, well, your whole shtick is that you're kind of just a funny looking kid. And now you're like an adult man trying to act. Yeah, I mean, how and old it is it? It didn't work for me. 
Uh, I'm gonna say he's in his twenties. Gotta Let's be. See. He was born in. He's 18. Really? Yeah, 18 years old. Yeah, that's younger than I would have guessed. I would have yeah. guessed probably 22, 24, something like that. Yeah, and so you think? I mean, what Deadpool 2 was three years ago? So he's like a 15 year old kid doing like just like oh I'm the funny like I'm kind of a heavy set kid from New Zealand who who curses. That's funny, and now he's just like he is in a weird transition of like kind of just being like a funny looking eighteen year old. Yeah, yeah. Who may yeah. not be that good of an actor. Yeah, he's pretty awkward. At least in, this. At least in what he was asked to do, I, I, I didn't buy any of it. Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work for me as the the brooding revenge uh, elf, but not yeah. an elf. <laughs> I don't know. Should have grabbed one of those Stranger Thing kids. I mean, it's Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What, 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 what's Dustin doing? Oh, yeah, Dustin, that would that would have been great. Yeah. Uh, and that's just kind of the, the thing with Christmas movies and what, what, what hurt, I think, the first Christmas Chronicles, and now I think the second one is I don't think that the child actors, especially um, – yeah, I don't want to come out here and be like, oh, these kid actors are bad, but uh, I think they're asked to do a lot. <laughs> they're asked to carry a large portion of this movie, and um, maybe they're not the most uh, engaging children on screen. You know, I think it, I think it's hard to play. I think it's hard for a child to play a child because, it, you know, they don't want to just. They're trying to become actors, you know, and make a name for themselves. No. And so they're they're trying to act, and if they would just be them da- be their damn self, it'd probably work, you know. But they're they're trying to be this character, and they're trying to be be serious actors, and and I mean, uh, it worked for the kid, I think. Uh, Jack, he was fine. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually as I'm watching, I was like, you know who I like in this movie. Jack, I think he's good as a kid actor, which is funny because we just did The Witches, yeah. which he was a star of, where I was like, that kid is bad. <laughs> which is why I don't want to be like, kid actors are bad or good. It really is just material. And yeah, maybe, they, maybe they're just not at a stage in their career or had the maturity as an actor to like make decisions like for the role and be like, no, no, this is how I'm going to play it. Like, or yeah, I'm just going to be, yeah, I, I, I know what I know what a nine-year-old should act like so i'm just gonna be like that no they're like oh yeah i'm 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 an actor i'm acting yeah and so and there, yeah, and there are so many levels to it you know there there yeah. there are a lot of you know with the writing and the the directing and i think the directing for a youth is is pretty uh you know pretty sh- pretty uh strong in in and how the the part comes out just because they are they are kids and they need to be told what to do um, yeah and you know um, yeah, I, I thought Jack turned out really well. So this movie is directed by Chris Columbus, uh, who of course you know did Home Alone, which starred Macaulay Culkin, who I in that movie I don't think is a good actor, but he plays it right. And you know maybe, maybe Chris Columbus has, has a uh, has a knack for like getting the good performance out of uh, out of a small five year old. Yeah, you know that that's you know, but, but Macaulay Culkin he. Uh... He has a certain, uh, I don't know. He just has a presence, you know. 
that it's hard to just not just natural present I, I i don't know it's hard to explain and in, in yeah the kid acting thing is always a toss-up what works oh what yeah doesn't. And, and most of them are bad, you know. That's why you know I don't want to judge them too harshly. But that, and that's why we're so impressed when there's like a good one. Yeah. That's but why you're is, so impressed when like like Dakota Fanning comes around. You're like, holy shit, this girl's ten and can like act. Yeah, or Abigail Breslin. She was so good in her earlier roles, you know. Uh, the 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 girl from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like Julie Butters. I'm like, yeah, was yep. this kid seven and she's just hanging with Leo Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, you can't put you can't put Darby Camp next to Leo. No, no, it wouldn't work. <laughs> so, but but uh, I do think this shows kind of like how I guess really how important the directing and writing is too, because that that kid uh, uh, that plays Jack, I mean, yeah, he kind of wasn't that great in The Witches, but I really enjoyed him in this. So yeah, uh, let's let's give him credit. Uh, oh, I, had, I had his name here. I mean, we just did him for The Witches. Um, here we go. Got to go back to Christmas Chronicles 2. Um, that is uh, Jazir Bruno. Yeah, so he was in The Witches, and now he's in this. So he, he's been in two films, and uh, they both came out this year. So uh sure we'll see more of him. But yeah, it, yeah, Witches, I, I was like, oh, that kid's not good. And then Christmas Chronicles was like, yeah, he's, he's the best kid in this movie. Yeah, I got a, I got a suspicion that we're going to be seeing a lot more of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does this do anything uh, better than uh, the Christmas Chronicles? Um, gosh, I'm, uh, right now I'm wishing I would have rewatched the original, but it it does. I do think I enjoyed um, just the pacing and the action of this movie better. Um, I, I liked how we had kind of two. There was two fronts of this battle. We had we had uh, Jacks, and then we had. Uh, kate you know kate santa yeah. claus and we had jack and mrs claus and to me i really enjoyed that i really like coming back cutting back and forth and and by the time like i forgot about what was going on with jack and mrs claus they cut back and i'm like oh yeah then we still got jack over here doing this thing and i really it was fun for me to see that there was one part when we were in kate's story for like felt like a very long time i was like what's going on with jack yeah, there. Yeah, it might have been the same section I'm thinking of. I just kind of forgot about him. Yeah. And then yeah, we come back. When, I'm like, when she's oh, in the yeah. airport, and I was like, yeah, oh, this exactly. is going on yeah. for a while. Yeah. And that uh, was actually a pretty cool scene too in the airport. You know, we had a kind of a, you know, a cheesy musical scene. I, as, as far as what does this do better, I like the musical. I don't know why they feel there needs to be a musical act in both these movies, but I guess if it's hey, this is Christmas Chronicle, this is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a musical number. I like this one more than I like the first one. Yeah, you, you, anytime you can get Kurt Russell playing a saxophone, it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I enjoyed both. I, I remember enjoying the 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 original musical scene too. But yeah, I, I thought this one was more fun. I wish they would use a popular song versus just writing some random song. That's the song's not that good, but the number yeah. was fun. The songs are not good in a style of music. I'm like, well, kids aren't into this, are they? No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did this do? What, 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 what did the first one uh, have on this one to do better? Um, you know, I'm I, I'm not a huge Goldie Hawn fan. Uh, mm-hmm. So 
maybe it didn't have Mrs. Claus in it that much. Uh, like the, I like the Mrs. Claus Jack stuff, but I like Jack. Yeah. I feel like this is a, a thing that Christmas movies, sequels, uh, that center on Santa Claus, and really I'm only comparing this to the the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. The second one has to take too much takes place in the Santa's village. I think what I like about Christmas movies is Christmas Eve. I want to see Santa dropping them presents off. Yeah. Yeah. In this one, it's like down that chimney. Yeah. It's like, no, we really got to, we got to change it up. We can't have him in a sleigh jumping rooftop to rooftop. We got to center it on the village. And, um, you know, just kind of like, hey, let's let's mix it up. Let's like, yeah, Christmas Eve's here again. He's got he's got to do he's got to do it do it again. Uh, the first one had a uh, had a uh, not only did they have uh, an appearance by Goldie Hawn, but Oliver Hudson, who is uh, her son. I think uh, I don't know if Kurt Russell's his adopted father, but I believe he's like Kurt Russell's my dad. He's in it. And um, I feel like, uh, you know, we could have seen Wyatt Russell in this one. You know, let's let's, let's make this a family affair. Yeah, get and, the whole uh, Russell crew. Maybe uh, maybe Kate shows up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would save Kate for the third one, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, let's get any of them in this one. Yeah, we, we, we had no um, Hudson Russell children in this one. You know, it's impressive. Uh... You know, and you know how Hollywood is that that uh, Kate Hudson or Goldie Hawn and 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 Russell Wilson or Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'm missing up my Wilsons and my Hudsons and my my. Uh, they're, they're still married. Yeah, Russell Wilson and Rock Hudson had had children. <laughs> uh, yeah, still 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 uh still going strong. I feel that same way when I see Melanie Griffith and uh, uh, uh Antonio Banderas. I had no idea they were married. Oh, I I, I don't I, I don't even know if they're married. I just think that they're like in a a, a, a partnership committed, but that committed relationship. lasted like forty years. Gotcha. Yeah, but they're still going strong. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, nominated for uh, best actor, and it's like, oh, hey, they're still together. Good, good oh, for them. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. Yeah, you you always like to see uh you know because uh, if Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn can't make it work what's there what's there any hope for for the rest of us you know yeah that, that, yeah no kidding uh would you like to see a third christmas chronicle a christmas chronicle three you know i'm on board with it i i, I think this is this like like you said this movie's fine um the original was fine i would say that christmas chronicles part two is fine maybe a little finer i enjoyed it more i think and yeah let's keep Let's just keep this series going. Why not? I little little Christmas franchise every couple of years we get a new little little Kurt Russell musical number to check out. Yeah, yeah. As long as Kurt Russell wants to keep playing Santa Claus, I was like, keep making this movie. Let's let's go ahead and drop Bellsnickel. Um, yeah, we don't need so much focus on Mrs. Claus. Let's drop the Pierce children. Let's make it just the third one. Kurt Russell, new adventure, maybe Jack returns. Maybe in Christmas Chronicle 3, Kate pulls a teddy and is just briefly in it, and this is really Jack's story. Yeah. Maybe Tyrese has more to do in this. Um, I liked Bell Schnickel the elf. I liked well, those... He became an elf. 
I love these little pranks, man. I mean, he, he was kind of he was kind of a punk, but it was cool to have a punk elf, you know. It's so funny because in the uh, in the way that the story of Bellsuckle was being told. So first we learned this the history of Christmas and elves, and it's like, oh, this happened thousands of years ago that Santa Claus led the elves to the North Pole and and did whatever he had to do, and then Bellsnickel. So I was like, wait, so is this still? Ha- and we see Bellsnickel with like the original, the OGLs. And then he turns bad, but he's wearing like a backwards ball cap and like a leather jacket. So I was like, did he just turn bad? <laughs> or did he turn bad thousands of years ago? I, yeah, how long has he been? Yeah, it would have been nice to have a better timeline on, on how long he's been hanging out in the South Pole. Yeah, did he get banished just just like just last year before, and, before and he had Santa a, went out? He had that one crony. I mean, wouldn't why wasn't his little elf crony a human? He didn't go bad enough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just that's a little that doesn't really make sense though, right? Yeah. Like if you're following, if you're following the elf that broke, you know, the elf code and became a human, which I think it's a little silly that the curse is to become human. Um, well, they said that the cur- that he became the thing he hated the most. So I then it was, okay. is the curse you always turn into a human, which so maybe, you just so happen to always hate, or do you become the thing you hate the most? So maybe his little crony hated elves more than anything, even though he was an elf. Or maybe yeah. he wasn't an elf. Maybe he was a puppy. I don't self, know. Self-hating. Yeah, self-hate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's always remained. He was a blue elf. He became a gray elf. He hates the gray yeah. elves. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that, yeah, that makes sense now. Thanks for Which, talking uh, that out with me. Hopefully, uh, get answered in Christmas Chronicle 3. Yeah, they need to pledge that out a little bit for us. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Chronicle 3, Bell Schnickel's origin story. You, you, you do, or, or Bell Schnick, a Christmas Chronicle's origin story. So something I don't know. So, so someone workshop this at Netflix. Workshop the title. Uh, okay. Normally I'd say, would you like to see this remade? But uh, you know it's 2020 and we just saw this. Would you like to see another Santa Claus movie? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think overall, I like Santa Claus centric movies. Yeah, I think we need like three more of these to really work into like the Christmas rotation. I was trying to, what are the Santa Claus centric movies? Uh, you got this. You got Tim Allen's Santa Claus. Um, Miracle on 34th Street. And then. Bad Santa. Bad Santa, yeah. It's like, let's, let's get like two more of these where like Santa Claus is the main character. And he goes on some adventures. Yeah, I'm 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 on board with that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I mean, I think getting Kurt Russell to play Santa Claus was just like genius. Yeah. And I mean, who who who'd get the next role? Who could we get to play? Like they do this one, they do a cheesy Christmas movie playing uh-huh. Santa Claus. We need, but it should be like an A-lister. It'd be so awesome, even if the movie's not good. I mean, that's part of the fun for me is seeing Kurt Russell in a soup, like, looking cool as hell, though, too. 
I mean, he's yeah. got the full leather Santa Claus jacket. I mean, and that and that beard and hair looks great. I don't know if that's his real his real stuff, but I mean, I think he looks he looks like a cool ass Santa Claus. Yeah, um, I was just trying to come up with some more. Uh, so I guess Disney's plus Noel is about it, that. It, that is a Santa Claus adventure movie. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like it takes place in the North Pole. Uh, so these are the type of movies I think of like the, the the idea of someone delivering presents and then uh, so so they they've done a female Santa Claus. Uh, and then uh, there's that movie Fred Claus, which I never saw, but Paul Giamatti is Santa Claus in that one. Uh, That's when uh. Fred is Santa's brother. Yeah, played by um, uh, Vin- Vince Vaughn, right? Or Vince Will Va- yeah, Vince Vaughn's Fred. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Paul Giamatti is Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, and Fred's the the other brother. So yeah, I mean, you, you definitely want someone you recognize. Uh, I mean, Tim Allen was one of the biggest uh, TV stars at the time. I, I don't yeah. know if there's someone from TV that you pull into this role, or Kurt Russell. Uh, who you know, do you find someone? So you know. Kurt Russell's big boom was 80s, 90s. And then he ages to the age you want to say. You, know, you, you want your Santa Claus to be in his 60s. Um, yeah, so do you grab someone from like uh, 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 older, you know, a, a star maybe we haven't seen that much of? You're like, oh, hey, he, he's playing Santa Claus now. Um, or John Leguizamo. Could we, could we break... Uh... Can we break the the racial barrier? You know, Santa Claus always seems to be a white dude. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm going Johnny Legs. Leguizamo, or uh, I'm thinking because I'm really like digging the new the new season of of uh, Fargo now, like Chris Rock. Oh, then so if you had Chris Rock playing Santa Claus, he could do the the fat thing is a misconception because. I don't know how you could put as many clothes on Chris Rock. You always be like, that's a small skinny man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, Chris, that's yeah. the whole story is he's trying to put on weight. He has to put on weight. <laughs> oh, he's Santa Claus. He used to be a heavy man. Um, he's discovered the keto diet after having some health scares. <laughs> he's decided to turn it around. And now his adventures are trying to uh, also get kids to be healthy. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yep. I like Chris it. Rock. Yeah. yeah. Chris Rock is um it's just a generic Santa Claus adventure movie where Christmas is in trouble and him along with the kids believing in the spirit of Christmas have to save the day. Yep. That sounds great. That sounds like a movie right there. Yeah. Do you have to see the Christmas Chronicle to watch the Christmas Chronicles too? Um I kind of think you do. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think there's just a lot to do with like um, the family dynamic of the girl. Yeah, it, it's not. I, I guess yeah, it really does play a part of the second one to know what happened in the first one. Uh, you know, it's it's not a unique enough story to where it's like, ah, you can just throw this on. Like, you, you there is some stuff you have to know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I uh, I was kind of a little disappointed. From, the brother didn't show up a little more like i was hoping he'd pop in a little bit um i mean he's just yeah. i guess he's just on the beach mac and chicks so that's cool too so i was saying can you blame him it looks like he's lived his best life i mean he yeah i mean he i don't know who that chick was but sweet sweet uh sweet vacay man yeah 
his sister you assume has been gone all night she reappears he doesn't seem worried at all he's just in a lounge chair on the beach like hey good to see you back yeah and i i do i do appreciate too they didn't really uh even though he wasn't in the movie that much like he's like oh you were santa claus oh yeah that's cool i remember that that's, yeah, that's fun. cool let me yeah, sip cool. more of this fruity drink <laughs> i remember i remember my santa claus trip that was cool yeah i got a 10 o'clock massage here so uh you know let's speed the story up but uh, fill me in on the deets This movie ends uh, a big a big plot point in this movie is is um oh Christmas tree yeah 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 where does that rank on Christmas carols for you because I, I I think it's one of the, the the lesser ones for me um too slow yeah I'm I'm not too I'm not too big on that uh yeah that's not my favorite yeah. But I think that's an easy one for like uh, a bunch of people that can't sing to sing. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I mean, Tyrese had an R&B career, and uh, Kurt Russell clearly likes to show off that he can sing. Well, he didn't sing Oh Christmas Tree, though. Yeah, they, they cut back to him, and uh, him and Mrs. Claus are doing a weird thing where, where they're singing it to the tree. Oh, were they? I didn't. Yeah. I just remember yeah, them dancing. From... I guess they were singing. Yeah, they start to sing, and then it does like a cut back and forth, and then yeah, they start dancing with all the elves around them. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you got your, you know, Winter Wonderland, Jingle Bells. There's it's just some other options, some a little, little, little more fast pace. Yeah, yeah, I think they could have done like uh, you've been just you know something fun like uh, Jingle Bell Rock or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Santa got or yeah. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Anything. Carol of the Bells. <laughs> <laughs> just, they're on the beach, they're singing to the moon for some reason, and then they, they just go into that. You know, and I kind of agree with the girl at the beginning of the movie. Like, I'm I'm not interested in a tropical Christmas at all. Tropical Thanksgiving, maybe. Christmas? Oh, nah. I, I would want, love I it. Pine, I, felt, I want pine trees and snow. I feel like her... Um, her belief on what Christmas is uh, showed her privilege. And it's like, what do you think people in Arizona do girl? Like <laughs> that's Christmas to them. Like not everyone gets, you know, a Massachusetts, uh, winter. That's true. Not everyone's in Vermont skiing the slopes. Exactly. It's like, Oh no, th- this is the only way to celebrate Christmas. It's like, there's a large portion of the world that just doesn't get snow. So, you know, let's not alienate those people. <laughs> While the Bahamas may be a vacation for you, there are people who are from the Bahamas. Well, they're in Vermont, though, for vacation. Oh, they, they go to Vermont, and they're like, oh, who would want to come to the cold in winter for Christmas? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so Christmas Chronicles 2, did, did we need it? I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, I think we needed it. it uh, we just need more, we need more modern Christmas movies, and and as far as quality, this has got to be up there with the, the the newer ones. It might be towards the top of the ranks for newer Christmas movies. Yeah, I did enjoy this one more than the first one. Uh, now that I have the first one, now that I've seen the first one, if I do return to the Christmas Chronicles saga, I probably will just jump to the second one. Uh and yeah, it was, we need a, it more was a good improvement. It was a really, it really, they, they did improve on what they started. Yeah. I, 
I have, I don't know, four or five streaming services. I find it very hard to find Christmas movies this year. I just feel like, you know, some of the classics, your Christmas Vacation, um, Christmas Story, your, um, I'm trying to think what I put on, you know, maybe even a Bad Santa. I, I just don't see them available to 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 stream a lot of places um and i don't want to watch saving christmas and christmas with the cranks i just think yeah let's, let's put some more of these out there let's get them on the world yeah yep yeah agreed yeah if you have thoughts on uh christmas chronicles too you can email us at dbg dbtg podcast gmail.com find us on facebook twitter uh itunes yeah, if Apple i may Store. make a suggestion to yeah. uh our listeners and even to you mark is if you if you're having a hard time coming up with like a christmas you're looking for a christmas movie to watch um what we we do this every year we just sit down and we watch every christmas episode of the office and oh go tv yeah and it's it's a blast like we we go season to season we just start there wasn't one in season one but starting with season two we watch every Christmas episode of The Office, and we do it every year, and it is just a blast. So I would highly suggest that to those if you're looking for something. And even if you're just like, I don't want to put in a full 90-minute movie or whatever, you know, put on a 25-minute episode of The Office. or some. There's a couple that are, are longer Christmas episodes, yeah. but just something we do and, and really enjoy around this time of year. There you go. Yeah, you can watch The Office or, or whatever your show is. I'm sure uh, any sitcom. You might find just yeah, just just a playlist of their uh, make a little playlist of just their Christmas episodes. Yeah, I might I might go uh see if I can find all the uh, Cheers Christmas episodes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure Brooklyn Nine Nine has their Christmas episodes you can watch. Yeah, I bet there's a there's probably a a curated list somewhere you can stream yeah. YouTube or something. Yeah. Uh, so that'll do it for this week. Uh, we're gonna be back uh, with a n- next episode. We're going to uh, HBO Max. We decided we were gonna do Wonder Woman 1984 the day that Warner Brothers decided that uh, theaters just didn't need to exist anymore, and they were gonna put all their 2021 uh, movies on on HBO Max. But uh, I think the way we 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 heard Wonder Woman was coming, we decided, hey, let's watch Wonder Woman, and then they're like, you're gonna get all the 2021. Yeah, so we're gonna have a whole bunch of new stuff. Oh, oh you know, I went through the list. Ton of sequels and remakes. Nice. I mean, Godzilla, Dune, other ones that I, I didn't I didn't look at all. I, there's a Looney Tunes movie, Space Jam 2. Oh uh, man, it's coming. All coming to Max. So nice. Yeah, look at that. But we are gonna do uh, drops Christmas on uh, HBO Max or in theaters if uh, such places exist where you are. Uh, you can watch Wonder Woman 1984, and uh, we'll do it on the show. Until uh, then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel and Remakes. See you all after Christmas, I think, right? Or before Christmas? It'll be after. after. Yeah. yeah. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. You're arming me with cookies.